The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Good afternoon and welcome from the Mazankowski Heart Institute as the 14th edition of Heart Pledge Day gets, well, continues. It started very early this morning at 5.30 as Chelsea and Shay took you through the morning and then Chris Sheets took over. We took a little bit of break uh, for some sports with Bob Stoffer and we're back at it this afternoon. Uh, we are the University Hospital Foundation with your help, Chedville, raising some money for new diagnostic equipment. Uh, during 6.30 Chet Heart Pledge Day today. And so throughout the afternoon, you're going to hear stories of, of inspiration. You're going to st- hear stories of hope. You're going to hear from the doctors who, um, who, who work their magic here. And you're going to hear from the patients who have uh, come through here and uh, come out on the other side, uh, alive, not, not, not just alive, but thriving, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Our first guest, we're going to get right to it this afternoon. Our first guest this afternoon is Dr. Gurmeet Singh. Now, give me a second because his title is rather large and uh, he is an intensive in the intensive in Intensivist? Intensivist in the Cardiovascular Intensive Care Unit and Medical Director of the Adult ECMO Program here at the MAS. Dr. Singh, nice to see you again. Hi, thanks. It's good to be back. Oh, great. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. So I work in the cardiovascular intensive care unit. Uh, I'm an intensivist. and What does that mean? So we look after the critically ill cardiac patients. And in our CBICU, we look after not only patients who've had heart surgery. My background is I'm a cardiac surgeon. But we also look after transplant patients, mm-hmm. so heart and lung transplant patients. We look after patients who are on mechanical assist devices. So partial artificial hearts and VADs. And uh, I'm the director of the ECMO program, which is extracorporeal life support. So the advanced life support program. There's a lot of things going on. So you're really uh, helping to take care of the, the sickest of the sick, aren't you? I'm a piece of the puzzle. A piece of the puzzle. One of the things I think a lot of folks don't realize about what happens here at the MAS is the amount of uh, transplants that are actually done here. Uh, heart transplants, lung transplants, heart and lung transplants. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the heart transplant program here has a long tradition and uh, the lung transplant program does as well but the numbers in the lung transplant program have been growing Mm -hmm. so all told between the heart and lung program we do over 100 transplants a year wow wow and we um we know that uh transplants and organ donor lists there's a lot of work towards maybe getting an increase on uh, the number of um, organ donors people who are willing to do that um and i you know don't need to get too much into that with you but that is something that I know that a number, a number of levels of government are, are looking at uh, trying to help increase. What is the ECMO program? So ECMO uh, is an acronym. It's almost like we're the military. You know? <laughs> You've got to have an acronym for everything. So ECMO stands for Extracorporeal Membrane Oxygenation. In the simplest terms, it's a bedside heart and lung machine. So it can be deployed to provide cardiorespiratory support, meaning support for the heart, support for the lungs, or heart-lung support, and depending on how it's configured. And so it gives us a great deal of flexibility to support the 
most ill patients of all those that we would call in extremis you know they're unstable they're not well enough to have anything else done it's a rescue strategy so dr singh if someone is um being hooked up to the ec to an ecmo um it from what i understand effectively is giving their heart their lungs a break and this machine is doing the work for it that's right it's providing significant support for them okay so how many of these machines do you have uh, we well, the foundation has been uh, fantastic. We have uh, four specially dedicated new uh, devices that they've uh, helped to raise funds for, and we have some legacy machines as well that are around, and so we can run several people at a wow. time. So our at our peak a few weeks ago, we were running six patients simultaneously. And we currently have four people on ECMO right now. So um, the folks on ECMO, um, how long would they be on there for? It depends on the reason that they were put on okay. the device. And so there's there's various reasons. And for heart support, we usually keep it to a shorter period, a few days to a week. And for lung support, it can be quite prolonged. So is that until uh, they're better enough to go to their next stage of treatment or transplant possibly? And do you do this job as well <laughs> on the side? Because that's exactly right. ECMO is a bridge. So it's either a bridge to recovery, it's a bridge to a decision whether the, the patient is going to be well enough to go to another stage or benefit from another therapy, and it's often a bridge to another device mm -hmm. or procedure. Um, Dr. Singh, one of the things that, uh, that, I, that I've learned over the years is oftentimes when it comes to transplant patients, they have to be ill enough to qualify for a transplant, but they also have to be healthy enough to recover from that. And that can be a real, that can be a real fine line. And um, from what I understand, you know, this at that time, give, for example, for lungs, could give those lungs a break for a little while until you move to the next spot. That's right. So we do use uh, ECMO to support people to a lung transplant. And then there are some patients who following transplant need support for those lungs to recover and come around for a mm -hmm. period of time. So it can be used in multiple phases of the, of the care of those patients. Mm, very, very interesting. What was it about this be becoming a cardiologist. Why did you want to become a cardiologist? Mm. Uh, not smart enough to be a cardiologist. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I started off as a cardiac surgeon and then uh, trained um, afterwards to be an intensivist. I, I, the, the real, ch it was a challenging thing. And to me, uh, the, the challenge of trying to help people and their families uh, was, this was the area that drew the most passion from me and interestingly enough um, you know that journey is always there's always a story of some patients or people that kind of direct you in one direction or another so uh, it's really quite fortuitous I suppose that I wound up doing what I'm doing but it's always because of people how is it that the Mazankowski became your home for work that too is uh, <laughs> you know about people I mean you know I'm originally from Edmonton mm -hmm. And I was away for several years, and when the Mazankowski was being built, um, and the, and you know, with all the support that the foundation provides, that the, the, the they came 
knocking, as it were. I was elsewhere, and uh, they it was an opportunity to come home and work with incredible uh, teams, and that was not a, an opportunity I was willing to get let pass by. How long have you been here for now? Uh, I, I know I look 19, but it's <laughs> it's been about 12 and a half years. <laughs> okay, so 32, 33, right? <laughs> uh, Dr. Gurmeet Singh joining us uh, this, <laughs> this afternoon. Um, Dr. Singh, um, I often, when I, when I, when we hear from people who have been through the Mazankowski, we hear about the incredible uh, care, the support that they've received. We, with, I often hear people talk about the team here, and you use that word often as well. It's a team and a team approach. How important is that in in the work that you do? Well, I would say it's not important. It's everything, mm. and. You know, we look at the, the patient and their family as a unit and as individuals. And we look at our group that develop, develop, delivers that care uh, as, a, as a team and also as individuals as well. So various people have different roles at different stages. Some people are more um, recognizable in what their contributions might be. But that doesn't mean that anybody is any less essential. Dr. Singh, there's uh, there's uh, procedures and surgeries going on here uh, around the clock every day, but there's also there's also um, work being done, uh, cutting edge work, innovation, technology, all of that to 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 make improvements, and it's being done right here as well. And I I don't think a lot of people know about that. It's part of the mandate of having a heart center, a heart institute, uh, is that it brings together, you know, the mandate is we want to do research, innovation on top of delivering world-class care, but in bringing people together, you create an atmosphere of collaboration mm -hmm. and innovation, and that, I think, is quite uh, remarkable. Dr. Gurmeet Singh joining me this afternoon. Uh, donor support. I mean, when we talk about people willing to pick up the phone and, and make a donation uh, this afternoon throughout the day, uh, what does what impact does that have on, on the Mazankowski? It's incredible. So we have a number of uh, large supporters, right? But if I may just give you an example of small donations, uh, and I don't mean in an amount, but small in terms of what might be on people's radars. So the, the foundation partners with all kinds of people. They do events like this, and, and people listen to you, and they pick up the phone. When we were sitting here, somebody approached you and was telling you about a challenge that's that right. he has issued, right? Yeah. So that's what this does it brings community together because we're here to serve Albertans and we serve them and they're active participants in it we have um, there's a there's a bakery in, in Riverbend I think they've delivered uh, some cobs had delivered uh, some goods this morning and they're partnered with uh, with the foundation and every Saturday you know when we go to pick up treats for our team <laughs> they donate some of that to the you know, to the foundation, mm -hmm. and, and they have events going on all the time. So all of these things, and people, um, when they donate, they it's a it's an act of kindness because they're doing it 
not because they think they're going to need it or their family's going to need it, but they understand the community's needs because we serve people from all over. All over the place. Right? And so our the donors from the community are doing something that's for a much greater good than they can even possibly appreciate. Dr. Singh, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, once again, this year, I know this is your favorite part of your year. Every year you <laughs> look forward to this so much. Always do. Always do. <laughs> Dr. Singh, thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it very much. 780-407-2200 if you want to make a donation this afternoon. Outside of Edmonton, 1-866-407-2211 or you can go online at heartpledgeday.ca. Easy to do at any amount. Um, we'd be happy to uh, to process through the machines here this afternoon. We're on the air until 6 o'clock. Uh, again, we're broadcasting live from Heart Pledge Day, 630 Cheds Heart Pledge Day at the Mazankowski Heart Institute.